welcome in on another instant reaction episode in the movie buffs podcast my name is tyler and i'm gonna be talking about elemental so this is the latest pixar movie that was released on disney plus i will admit right off the bat that i actually wanted to see it in theaters and i just didn't get to it and maybe some of the points i'm gonna be talking about later on talking about is pixar in trouble pixar marketing those types of things later on maybe that led to it but i'm gonna stay right off the bat that i wanted to see it and i was happy that eventually we did get to watch it at home in the comfort of our home but before we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Movie Bus Podcast. If you stop listening to this episode, wherever you're at, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever that might be, and you're thinking, oh man, maybe I want to listen to this on YouTube, and you got your app ready for it, head over to Movie Bus Podcast on YouTube and make sure you subscribe and pick up where you left off. So before we start, let me give you the storyline of this and this is just word for word right off of imdb and it says the film journeys alongside an unlikely pair ember and wade in a city where fire water land and air residents live together the fiery young woman and the go with the flow guy are about to discover something elemental how much they actually have in common now of course there are undertones throughout the whole movie there's jokes that kids might not understand and even when you think about it if you haven't seen the trailer and elemental it has to do with the elements and so it's one of those things where there you have to look a little deeper into it when you're an adult and you could see what they're trying to do and you can see what hopefully it teaches kids and uh, i feel like i'm kind of jumping around podcast episode here when i say that so let me get to the next one here the budget for this movie was 200 million and it made almost 500 million so it didn't do poorly and that what and that's kind of what brings me to my next point about does mick does pixar have a marketing issue because i really didn't know much about this this film i, I really didn't know much about um other than the quick trailer i saw i don't even tell i can't tell you what movie it was before but does do they have a marketing issue? And I think the answer is yes. This was one of the pieces that after we watched the movie, I said how I feel like Pixar just continues to try to lean on their name, lean on, oh, we're Pixar. We we make these amazing movies. Each one's a banger and everybody's going to come up, come and, sh and show up for them. And yet people aren't. And Maybe it's one of the other things that we're talking about later on about Disney Plus. But with marketing these movies, I feel like these days you don't get a good idea about what they're about. What is this about? What I mean, you can clearly see from the trailer that, okay, they're elements, or, elements, fire, water, and maybe they don't mix together. Okay, are they talking about races? Are they talking about sexes? What are they talking about here? And so with marketing these movies... The point that I quickly thought of was how there are some studios, some movies that marketing teams that are going really outside the box. The one that came to my mind quickly was was with that last scream. And I didn't see it, but I believe that they were using TikTok or they were using Snapchat, one of those to market. And they created some type of, you know, grassroots marketing campaign that got people to show up, got people doing whatever uh 
you know, silly thing for that social media platform and got them talking about it, got people talking about it. And I'm pretty sure it did pretty well at the box office. And that type of mentality, that type of marketing campaign, you don't see Pixar moving to that right now because I really feel like they're still in that we're Pixar. Oh, we made Toy Story. We made cars, all three cars even though nobody wanted two and three but yeah we kept making them and they made all these other movies that okay that was okay yeah and then all of a sudden disney studios came came along and you know they started making some pretty good ones without pixar and now the um the playing field it's really stepped up with some of these other uh, comic book animated movies that people really like the artistic ones the spider-mans that that have come out, the Into the Spider-Verse ones, and um, I'm trying to think of that. Uh, the, there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came out that people really raved about. I haven't seen that one yet. But the point I'm making is the marketing for these movies, you don't really know much about them until maybe it comes out on on Disney+. Plus. And now I just saw, after I finished the movie, it was like a behind-the-scenes or making of Elemental with the director. And you're like... Where was that before? Like, where were where was this information before? I'm a Disney person. I know that's one of the things that I joke about with my friends is that I'm a Disney person. I li- I, I love Disney, and yes, I'm a grown man, but <laughs> I enjoy Disney movies. So I went on a little tangent there, and probably spent a little too much time talking about marketing issues for Pixar. But that's just my opinion on that one. Feeling inspired by hosts Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel, Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness, and one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. Along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Next topic here, conversations about kids relating to kids growing up and feeling the pressure of joining the family business or feeling family pressure. I don't think that the way that I read that made sense probably for people listening. So let me clarify right off the bat there. But this was actually the point that my wife made and it was one that... I quickly uh, came back at her with with another side of it, uh, and it was about, she said that, oh, I don't think m- many kids will be able to relate to having to join the family business or the family pressures associated with whatever family business there is or whatever those pressures are. And my quick response was, I think that's the point. And uh, even recently, and... um I don't know what we're going to do when we're going to do a review on the movie Cassandra. If you are new to the podcast and you've heard of Cassandra, that is the movie that my co-host Ron was in. And, you know, of course, I want to do something special for that one. But after we saw that movie, I made a comment about that. I felt like this was one of those ones that you're shown that you've shown this movie as a kid to understand that people go through different life situations. And yes, there are some scenes in it 
that probably wouldn't be shown in a school, but there are situation scenarios in those. And I, the, the background for that was, I remember as a kid, we were shown movies that probably maybe weren't, wouldn't be shown today or ones that, um, really focused on showing the kids and teenagers that here, here is life outside of your bubble. There are so many different scenarios, people going through so many different things, and you have to be able to understand, empathize with people's situations. And those are those skills, those those are those situations that I feel we, we see less of today. And so when I said to, <clears throat> and bringing it back to now Elemental, uh, I think that that was the point of this movie, that the main character of the movie, she feels pressure to take over the family business and someone comes along that she has a that she has feelings for and that she wants to start a relationship for but they're from a different world they, that they, they might not understand what that pressures those types of pressures are and so my point being that kids should see this in order to understand that that whatever their parents are going to teach them throughout their lifehood and whatever they, whenever they get to that point in their life, whether it's after college or after high school, whatever that might be, that people go through different scenarios. And sometimes what you grew up with is not, or sometimes what you grew up with is not the norm. People go through many different things. There are so many different scenarios. And yes, you can relate on some different some different levels, but every time it depends. It's everything is is different and understanding those types of situations. So let me get off my high horse here and move on to cast and crew. This this is supposed to be entertainment and this is supposed to be for fun here. And I'm not one to, um, uh, what's the best word? Um, I'm not one to lecture people <laughs> on, on a movie podcast, on a Pixar movie podcast. So let me move on. Cast and crew, director Peter Son, and you've probably heard his voice before in other Pixar movies, and I knew who he was before because I've looked him up before, and it was pretty, it was fun to see that he was the director for this. So he's Squishy from Monsters Zoo, if you've heard that voice, or if you liked Lightyear, and I know that I'm one of the few that actually liked Lightyear, but he sucks, but he's also Emil in Ratatouille, so one of those voices you've probably heard, and so you've probably thought... When, when you saw the movie, oh man, why does that voice sound, or why does that name sound so familiar, Peter Son? It's because he's been in other Pixar movies as a voice actor. So this was actually his second directorial main feature. So he did The Good Dinosaur. I know that wasn't as popular, but I did enjoy that one as well. Had some good scenes in it, good uh, visuals. Um, so for very, very cool to see that uh, he was actually doing this one as well. Cast, I'm going to highlight two of them and uh, once we get to the second one, I'm going to pre-apologize for potentially mispronouncing his name. But Leah Lewis is the main actress in this one. She's in a random Netflix movie that we actually watched back in 2020 called The Half of It. And I mean, 2020, people watched a lot of random things. People watched things that they probably wouldn't wouldn't have. And probably this one came up on uh, movies you've never heard of or Highly rated Netflix movies that you probably never heard of. One of those kinds of lists because it is a very random movie. Yes, it has some good scenes, good messages, and kind of similar things to what you would see that when I think about it, and I'm thinking out loud here, kind of some similar tones to Elemental. Uh, and then the other actor is 
uh, Mamadou Athi. And I would I got to pre-apologize if I mispronounce the first name there, but I will say that he's actually in a movie that I always list as super underrated, and that's Patty Cakes. And that movie, people, another one that people are like, what is that movie? I've never heard of it. Every single Twitter um, list or Twitter question, what's an underrated movie? What's a movie that you think is highly underrated? I always put Patty Cakes in it, and he's one of the main actors in that. And I always check to see if it's out because maybe it's on Showtime, maybe it's on Stars, whatever it is, because I do enjoy that movie. It has some good uh, tones for it. Now, let me move on here, and I'm going to get to some more um, serious. This is a spoiler-free podcast. I'm not going into giving away what goes on. I'm going to give you a recommendation at the end, but I'm more talking about it in general for more of the adult audiences because yes, it is a Pixar movie. It is one that kids are going to watch. So let me stick to some of those topics here. And this next one, this next question that I have is why do I think people aren't talking as much about Pixar? And the first piece of it is is there backlash with the stories that they're featuring more serious topics? And this really reminds me of a series that I'm watching right now and that it's one of the, it's a series on Netflix called Sex Education. And it's easily one of the best series and handling topics that you're not going to see in other shows. I say, I've said it in other podcast episodes that I really am a stickler when it comes to series, then they're talking about issues that, not issues, they're talking about topics that are, they're maybe trying to throw in or they're maybe just trying to check a box when they're talking about certain things. And I think that this backlash that, you know, Pixar, I've seen it on, you know, platforms like X, aka Twitter, but backlash because they are talking about different races, they are talking about, you know, different family situations. They are talking about uh, individuals that might not conform to their way of living. And so I think that that has a little bit to it, um, that you, we've seen some of that backlash, but um, I don't, I, I did, I've already talked before with the marketing with it, but I think some of the backlash is, is warranted with uh, this high horse, to be honest, that I feel like they're on that I've mentioned before that I'm not sure why we're not hearing more about these movies and why they're not being marketed in a way. I think that for a long time with Pixar, they were putting out movies and maybe this has been building. You know, I joked about cars and the two cars movies that came after it. Who wanted those movies? Were kids really that, that jazzed about it? And I'm saying this right now, and I'm realizing in the back of my head that <laughs> one of our listeners, his son, is really all about <laughs> cars and diggers. And uh, when I think about it, okay, that maybe kids that young really do enjoy it. But the parents, are they? do they really enjoy it? And I think that that's been the magic of Pixar is that a lot of audiences can relate and watch it and enjoy it. And I think some of the movies that they've made haven't been that way. And I know that there's been a couple that I just tuned off for that I remember there was one that came out in the last few years and I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of it was because I didn't I didn't finish it I let my wife finish it on her own and she's like are you sure like you don't want to watch this and I was like I, I don't think this is for me and you know I think that that is, is that 
Um, you know, their issue is my issue. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, let me move on to the next one because I'm running out of things to say on that one. And that's uh, the Asian cultural representation. So uh, one of the cool trivia features of this one was how the film is based on director Peterson's life with his parents immigrating to the U.S. from Korea. They didn't speak any English and they were settling into the Bronx. Sun's family also opened a grocery store named Sun's Fruits and Vegetables, similar to Ember's family in the film. And so... One of the pieces that I've talked about in previous podcast episodes with Asian representation, and I didn't fully understand that till really when I watched, um, and it might sound cheesy for me to say this, but when I saw Shang-Chi, that, the Marvel movie, and you're like, what? That can't, that's a Marvel movie. So why can't, why can't I feel a certain way about it? But after I watched that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's the first time that I've really seen like somebody that, I mean, completely different type of Asian. Uh, if you were listening and you're wondering, what is it? What is this this guy talking about? I'm half Filipino. And seeing somebody of Asian uh, descent on the main screen as the main character, doing awesome things, being the lead character, being the, the main feature of it, you get a, set, a certain sense of it. And that's why I think that it's important for representation in series and movies. And so... This ties into what I've been talking about throughout this whole episode already with showing that there's different walks of life. There's different ways of doing things and people grow up in different situations and understanding those and being able to talk with people in a way that it doesn't offend them and that you are not being ignorant to what their life situation is. Those things are important. And so with the Asian culture representation, you could see those elements with it. And it it was actually maybe 15 minutes into it that I uh, was like, are, are the fire, are the fire individuals, the residents, are they supposed to be of Asian descent? And that does go into, I don't, I can't tell you what the water, land and air residents, uh, off the top of my head, if they have a, a race associated with them, or even if that's the point of the movie. But I will say that when I looked at the cast, I did see that the rest of her family was of Asian descent, and I thought that that was a neat fact about it. Now, last piece here before I get to my recommendation, and it is getting people to the theater. And I know that this episode, I've talked about a lot about Pixar, talked a lot about Disney, and a little trivia fact that I saw about this one was Pixar. This is Pixar's first original film to be released directly to theaters in the in the three years since the COVID nineteen pandemic, whereas the last three original Pixar films, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red premiered directly to Disney Plus. And I think that that actually answers the point that I'm going to be making here is that getting people to the theater is much harder these days. And when people in this audience specifically, and I'm thinking of uh, my my friend that I recently mentioned and that talking about cars, talking about his son, and I don't know if he's even at the age where he would want to be interested in going to the movies, but to take a, a child to the theaters, it's much more than, okay, I'm going to the theater. Friday, let's plan for our movie. I'm going to go. and Or I can just drop everything and go when you don't have kids. And I think that people know that's going to come out on Disney+. Plus, and I'm in that boat with those last ones and even ones that uh, have come out to the theater. It's like, oh, well, do we really want to see it? And I know I'm in a special situation where because I have a past 
that is super cheap. And I wish AMC did affiliate marketing because I would talk more about it. But I have the AMC pass where I pay 20 bucks a month and I could see up to three movies per week. And there's no way that I could I would see three in a week. But the months where we see three movies, you know, most likely we see two movies, it more than pays for itself. That that is it's such a deal that it, it pays for itself in that way. But even with some of these films that even with having the pass, there's times where we do say, do we just want to wait till it comes out? Do we, is it, do we want to go? Do we want to, uh, do we want to get seats for that movie? And so I think that that is part of the issue that we're uncovering. And I think you got to point to the big one I've been making with the marketing that there's not enough information out there. There's not a, a push to go to the theater for these ones. Like when I've, done podcast episodes and i've been through the moon when i'm talking about you know tom cruise movies tom cruise for how even though he's a crazy man a wild man he gets people in the seats he gets butts in the seats that's the joke that we make gets butts in the seats people show up for a movie same thing christopher nolan a topic that more than the majority of people in this in this country that there's a, it's a topic that one of that will probably not want to watch. And I was in that boat that I was not even as jazzed about Oppenheimer being a Christopher Nolan fan. But once I watched it, it was, it was, it's life changing because that is Christopher Nolan. He gets butts in the seats. And I think that that really relates to everything I've been talking with, with this movie. Now, let me give you my recommendation as I'm getting to that. Uh, it looks like I'm already over that 20 minute mark here. And that is, I think it's a fun and I th fun movie to watch. I think it's a quick watch. That that's one of the things that uh, a, a newer friend um, has talked about that he misses ninety minute movies that they should make more in that area. And this one was quick and fun to watch. I think he came in at an hour forty one. I think yep, hour forty one. And this one, it's not like they missed anything it, with it having being quote unquote, shorter than probably a lot of other movies out today. But I think it's a fun, quick watch. The visuals, there are some of them that I want to actually watch on my nicer TV. We watched this one in our, uh, the TV that's in our bedroom, which is not as nice as the one that's in the living room. And there are some scenes I was like, oh man, I bet this one, this scene looks really good on the TV downstairs. And so there are scenes in there like that, that you're like, okay, that you're going to be blown away. You're going to think that, wow, this looks so pretty and this looks amazing. So watch it. It's on Disney plus love to know what you think. And I'd like to actually know what you think about the, the, the points I made about with Pixar and do they have a marketing issue? Do they have an issue with the movies that they're putting out? Everybody has an opinion. Everyone has, yeah, you know, their own outlook on it. Love to hear it. Leave us a message on your favorite social media platform. As always, thank you for tuning in, listening to my little rants, my little raves about <laughs> movies, and this one being about a Pixar movie. I appreciate you tuning in for it. I will catch you in the next one.